Hey guys, I'm Stephanie Wallace, and this is Independence Radio, a broadcast of Independence Care System. Independence Radio is a series of conversations with members of the ICS community about issues of health care and independent living for people with disabilities and older adults. My guests today are ICS members Joe Flakari, Sharifa Abu Hamda, and Michelle Jones. We talked about the Member Civics League, a group that meets each month at ICS Brooklyn to discuss politics and what people with disabilities can do to bring about change. The strong opinions expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of ICS as an organization. Enjoy this lively conversation. I'm here with Giuseppe Flakari, Sharifa Abu Hamda, and Michelle Jones. And I want to know from you guys, what what is the, um, Sharifa, I'll ask you, what is the MCL? The MCL is a member civics league group of people with disabilities. And what we are, we are advocates trying to plan actions with the issues that we are facing, whether with healthcare, employment, transportation, and so forth. Okay. And how how did this get started? Um, we, you know, we thought it was a great idea because members, I believe, were asking for groups such as this one, and we decided to try it out. And it's been it's been great, successful, and I hope it keeps going. Okay. And um, Giuseppe, how did you get involved with? Uh, the member civics. Well, I'm new to ICS, so um, one day I just heard of the MCL and decided to uh, visit. Um, and we had a great turnout, and I liked the feel of the environment since I already come from a background of politics. Um, so I said, why not try the MCL and see where it could possibly take me as far as what I wanted to do um, in the political arena. Um, We need politics, unfortunately, um, because we're facing things like Medicaid, Medicare, uh, housing, um, food stamps. Those are all political issues also, Um, and they're threatened every single day. Um, We, as disabled people, a lot of us rely on these programs. Um, because employment to non-disabled is scarce already. So just imagine people who are disabled. We rely on those sources, and we need these sources to survive. If they don't, then what do we do as individuals? Okay, and you, Michelle, what made you get involved? The election. Okay. I was feeling, you know, ecstatic about Hillary Clinton being our president. And at about 6 o'clock that Tuesday, I remember getting a shot of tequila. Because I, I, I felt it happening, yes. you know, and I couldn't believe it. And then I got that email saying they were starting a civics league. And I have a big mouth. Um, I'm a little shy at first, but once I get going, you know, I can be a little bit of a bulldog. And this is somewhere I needed to be, I felt. You know, no one's going to speak up for me. I'm going to speak up for me. I've been an advocate with regards to my health all these years. I need to be an advocate to try and do something to make sure that my needs are being met. You know, um, 
I'm very fortunate that my disease has impacted me physically, but not cognitively. And I have, you know, I come from a working background, so being involved in something was a way to put my energy and effort behind something that really, really meant something to me. Okay, it's important to me and to others. Your, your, I used to be a production manager for a promotional marketing firm, and I did a whole lot of everything, you know. But, like, schedules and lists and, you know, follow-through and all that stuff, that's my forte, you know. Mm -hmm. I was the kind of girl who ran an office, and I used to always tell my salespeople, I'm here so you don't have to worry about the office. You go out and sell. Mm -hmm. And so how, how do you think that this, your experience, bringing your experience to the MCL would, you know, how do, how do you think you can use your experience in the MCL? Well, um, I'm interested in helping trying to make sure everybody is where they need to be and being informed. Um, I haven't worked in 17 years, but it's been easy trying to, you know, get back in that kind of mindset. So I think just utilizing my confidence and, you know, my, my just, I have a lot of confidence when I get going. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I can speak for others too. Okay, and Sharifa, how are you going to utilize your experience for the MCL? For the MCL? Oh yeah. my God, I... I'm the type of person, as Michelle said, like I'm a little shy at first. Um, I'm not as vocal in the beginning. Uh, this last year, being part of the MCL made me more vocal and more um, more going, actually. Like I went to the state assembly hearing. Uh, I also was going to go to the conference for the conference we have. But during that time, I wasn't able to go for work-related reasons. Um, I'm actually going to the conference next month for this CD 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 PAP. So I'm hoping um, with my experience, I would you know provide the information and the guidance that our members will need um, through these experiences that I'm you know facing right now. Mm -hmm. Now we have a, a large community, and one of the things you know, you, you, being that we have so many people. And then you have, uh, you have, we have the members civics league, and in comparison, it's small compared to the size of our community. Um, it's like having a few fighting for so many. How, how do you, how would you propose that we get the word out to uh, other members of our community in terms of getting involved in something like this? I mean. One way we have been trying is social media, and I think that's what's been helping us um, get more people involved. Um, people do watch our Facebook Live um, meetings when we have our monthly meetings. Um, like, and, um, like, for example, Joe became a member of ICS and heard about the MCL through, I believe, social media. Right, it's media. social media. Um, and then I, I, I'm pretty much very vocal. I'm not shy at all. <laughs> So, um, from there, uh, actually, I was at a Disabled in Action meeting last week, and that was my uh, forefront to the other members, any ICS members or, or, or whoever would like to join, 
please come to the MCL meetings because we need our people to represent us. Mm-hmm. Member Civics League and ICS in general is for our members. Without our members, there would be no ICS, there would be no MCL. Mm-hmm. So if our, uh, if ICS is for our members, then where are the missing members? You understand? Um, so that's why I'm trying to do my best to get those who might be afraid to come or might not be as open to come. I mean, come. We don't bite. He he mentioned people who might be afraid to come. And um, I, I recall I was... I went to D.C. to speak at an NCART conference, and I was intimidated by, you know, I, I went because I felt like, okay, it's time to put your money where your mouth right. is. You can't always have other people speaking up for you. You have to learn to advocate for yourself right. and for exactly. others. Right. Yeah. And so I went to this conference, but I honestly felt intimidated because they told me, okay, you're going to, they're going to provide you with some information. Right. And the next day, you're going to go out and you're going to speak to members of Congress. First of all, sitting in the meeting, and you know, in, in the the conference, it was like an overload of information, and I felt like this is above my head. You know, <laughs> it was this bill. And the bills have these codes, you know, mm-hmm. HD one two five seven nine, and it, it's like I can't remember my address and my phone number, you know. So now I'm, and I felt like, and it was just, and then you're gonna go speak to members of Congress, and it's like, you know, I'm I'm picturing my mind pictured, you know, the Senate hearings mm-hmm. and things like that. Right, and that's right, what right. I pictured, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So. Sometimes when you talk to people and you tell them about this type of thing, they feel a little intimidated, Mm, like maybe this is above their head or their ability. But once I actually went to speak to to the uh, members of Congress and went to their offices and things like that, you find that all you're doing is telling your story. Right. And you are letting people, uh, you're putting a face to Mm. these issues. Right. And that's what I try to tell the other members. We are the faces of ICS. We are the faces of the MCL. We are the faces of the of, disability, of the community, disability community. Period, you know. And if you are not there to represent just as any community right. that we see on TV, uh, whether it be disabled or, or gay or transgendered or, or whatever mm-hmm. it, that's in the media today, um, if we're not out there, we're... We are just as important as they are. So if we're not out there, what noise can you possibly make? And right. if we don't speak for ourselves, who's going to speak for right. us? Right. And who you would know? know better about us than us? Than us. You know. Exactly. You know. So the, the question becomes, how do we, those of us who have, I'll say, crossed over into that world of and, and realized, oh, it's okay over here. You know, we, we can do this. How do we get that word out? How do we get that message out? to other members of our community that, okay, we can all do this. But there are there are people of our community who really, uh, for one, some reason or another, um, have that particular fear of, well, I can't do anything because mm-hmm. my voice doesn't count. And no matter how much you try to 
uh, instill your information on a person if they're not willing to do it they're not willing to do it i mean that's it but you know even if uh even if you feel like maybe your voice doesn't count your presence does you and i know that but i do know some members who feel Mm -hmm. the total opposite of that Mm -hmm. um which is sad because it reduces our voice well i mean i think like what we did when we did the series of those videos of members stating why Medicaid is important, why home care is important. I think those little videos helped reach to to the federal to say, okay, let's put a hold on the Medicaid mm-hmm. issue. Let's not destruct Medicaid sure. right now. Right now. And even though it's just few people, but it was a large voice. It was right. a big voice. Mm-hmm. It was a constant voice. Right. Oh, you and know. Yes, very constant. And I think when other members see that, I think it will tell them, oh, okay, maybe I should join. Maybe I should come. Maybe I can have an impact maybe I, too. Maybe I can say something and they would hear me too. Okay. So you think sometimes people wait for the progress? Sometimes. Sometimes. The when, sometimes. They're, when they're threatened, when people are threatened, that's when they... And that's what I felt. I mean, I, and I, I had a sense of... How dare I wait so long to be involved? I was mad at myself because I didn't, you know, I wasn't involved. I wasn't out doing things that mattered, let's say, because this matters. This is, none of this is a joke. Medicaid Mm -hmm. is for a lot of us life and death. I can't live without a home health aid. You know, I'm not going to be in my house without having services like that. I'm going to be institutionalized. Do you want this mind institutionalized? This mind shouldn't be institutionalized. Right. I hear you. So I had to stop just, you know, existing and living and get up and show up and show out, you know. And, and when I got there, you're going to hear my voice. Mm-hmm. Might be a little shaky. Might have some tears and snot in there. <laughs> because I'm a big crier. I, I'm a big crier. I don't know if you remember me in Schumer's office, but I, you know, cried. You know, and it's one of the worst things about me. And no, that's not that's not a worst thing. I, I can't stand. You, you, I can cry at anything. Any, any. I can watch the same ER episode of, of Mark dying, and I will cry every time. It's really annoying. It's okay, really now that's annoying. pathetic. That's pathetic. Uh, yeah. Annoying. And you know, it's not something I can control. But I've noticed it's gotten better. Because mm-hmm. I think I went to Congressman Serrano's office first. I don't think I did too bad. Then we went to Schumer's office. I lost it. And so what? What is it about? What is it about doing this that makes you lose it? Because it's important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important to me, and I wasn't. I was so just nonplussed that Medicaid was always going to be there. Right, it was right. going to be I, what I think happened. I think for a lot of us, you know. I'm in my early 40s, so all these years that I've been having Medicaid and the services I need, I never realized, yeah, took it for like she said, right. I took it for yeah. granted. I didn't realize it was stranded until, obviously, you know, until it became on the line where it says, we're going to cut Medicaid from you. Yeah. And even when I was asked, like, you know, why is Medicaid important? You know, and I had to really think about it. Right. And I didn't realize Medicaid impacts your life in every way yeah. possible. Okay. 
you cannot leave your house without Medicaid. Yep. You right. cannot, you know, work without Medicaid. You cannot, you know, be a part of a community without Medicaid. Mm -hmm. So, and I think for a lot of us, why it makes us also emotional is because we realized how important it was right. and it really hit us kind of in the face. Right, right. right. So, for me, I, I think, think that's okay. what made me to say, oh, shoot, no, I belong mm -hmm. here. And I need to. I need to do something about I'm this. Going one of the things that made me, one of the things that also made me um, realize this is for real, is when the president got elected, and which we thought, oh, that's not going to happen, you know. And then it happened, and you realize he's doing some really some some things. You yeah. you you know what I mean? It's possible that this may really get cut. And I wasn't yes. worried about him. He wasn't the one I was worried about. I was worrying about a, a Republican president as if we still had a House led by Paul Ryan and a Senate led by Mitch McConnell. This is what Paul Ryan has dreamed of doing for years. So I knew my hope was there was going to be a Democrat in office to at least stop them. And when I knew, and he's not the most well-versed person in most things. So all you got to do is put a piece of paper in front of him and he's right, going right, to sign right. it. So that's why they were so happy. That's right, why right, they... Right. That's why they elected politics of it all. No, but I, we, we understand, but... You, it, you, you know, and I knew that this was... I, I, I'm well aware that this was, even though all last year I wasn't... Because Lord knows I never thought it would happen. And but that's, that's that's what it is. We never thought it would. We couldn't happen. dream that it would happen, right? But it's happening. It's happening. But we we've been. I mean, we and, and right I say now, our community right. have been doing a lot of pushback. I don't know how long. Remember, Congress is in session. Is not in not session. Not in session right now. Okay, yep. they're not in session right now. In yep, a couple of weeks the after the holiday, we yep. don't know. Now, do you think that we sort of, um, like you said, took for granted that Medicaid would always be there? Do you think that we have been, like, sort of lulled into this false sense of security that people won't treat disabled people that way? Like, you know, so. like you, you know. No, I don't. Mm -hmm. Because, I I mean, you hear stories that, that of disabled people being treated really badly, you know, either in nursing homes or within their own communities because it does happen. But I mean as a okay. nation. As a nation, yes. Yes. People are from my point of view, mm -hmm. people are generally going to do that to us because we are the lesser of of the society. We are um we are the underdogs. We really are the last on the totem pole because we're seen as that we can't because we're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. Um you know that we are and we can and we do do um but the way society views us is not the way you and i view each other right you know what you can do i know what i can do sharifa and everyone else here knows what they can do society doesn't understand that and they don't want to because it's too hard to get to understand something. but a lot of it is also they don't have any experience right. in understanding because 20 years ago, I wasn't disabled. I was up, you know, ambulatory, walking and working, caring for my children, married, and all that stuff. But see, that's the and, that's also the and, thing. And that's what happened. I learned because I was I, I wound up in this situation 
and had to deal with the right. depression of trying to muddle my way through. And my explanation, my explanation all the time to someone who is of the not only of the opposite party, but the opposite way of totally opposite right, right. way of thinking is. One day you can be like me. Never for the grace of God go on. You understand? You know, I don't want to look at the society as being mean to us or... I think I they're just ignorant. Right. right. You know, unaware. They have, unaware they're, exactly. They're unaware of what it is to be with a person with a disability. No. And we as a community, we have to find ways to educate them. Yep. I mean, and, and you see that with your, within your own families, you know, you, when you're the only person with a disability and your whole family, are, you know, does not have one. And, you know, it, it's a learning process. Like, I know for myself, you know, I was diagnosed with uh, muscular dystrophy when I was about eight, nine years old. So it was, it was something new to my parents and my siblings and stuff. So they had to kind of, um, you know, I, make their lives adaptable I was, to I make was... my life. Right, because I was born like this, right. and um, the I'm Italian, and my like right really? German, right? No, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Italian, and um, for some reason, one side of the family has a little more compassion than the other. Uh, unfortunately, to educate the side that hasn't really come with the times yet is really hard um, because to have to go through that out in public is already hard. To have it in your house mm -hmm. is even more harder. Worse, yeah. Okay. No escape. No escape. And to constantly have uh, naysayers within your own bloodline, bloodline it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, did I want to, you know, take a knife and cut my throat no i didn't but i always had this that push that drive that said well i know i can do were you proving people wrong too yeah i drove i'm not supposed to drive i hey. have relationships i'm not supposed to have relationships i'm go to school you're not supposed to go to school and be right, educated right, right. i went to school and was educated so I've already usurped right, what right, right, their right. mental, mm -hmm. what their thoughts so are. So even that, and 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 I'll I'll bring it around to society in general. Even once you have shown them what you're capable of, this hasn't changed their. No, because when someone is stuck in that mindset, they're stuck, and that's it. People mm -hmm. don't want to be wrong, right? People do everything not to be proven wrong, right? Sometimes. So how how do See, we? That's, that was different for me. From, you know, I come from a Middle Eastern family who are more kind of like strict in many ways and stuff. But my father, my, my whole family, they, if anything, when I was ready to give up, they're the one that said, no, what are you doing? Go, go out there. No, 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 you can do it and you will do it even better than us. So I guess I'm going to say I, I was blessed. I, I always had to fend for myself one parent is always different from another mm. um but again it's didn't really come when you're born disabled it's a whole another another whole monster. Yeah, I can imagine. it's a whole nother monster when you become disabled 
you know, you go through the and depression. And when you become disabled. Right, and when you become disabled. If you're younger, as to it's so older, can, because also, you, you're, you're younger, you, 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 you can get through it, okay? When you're older, oh, I lost a limb, or I, I, I can't walk anymore. Or that really, like, screws sure. with your head, I'm sure. It did for you for many years. Okay, so it all depends on the situation. It does. Okay, and again, being Middle Eastern and being, you know, from Europe, we have that strictness, but that it all depends on the, the, the readiness of the parent. Mm-hmm. Mine weren't. What my point is, is that if we don't have it instilled in us to uh, fight for what we need, then it just gets lost. Because I'm thinking a, a, a lot of us perhaps have had someone to fight for us, you know, I never in, had in terms to of fight for. I like to, um, to do it myself. Oh, parents, you know, like people. A lot of people who were born with disabilities, they, you know, with that expectation of, you know, you don't really have to do because that's your excuse in life. You know, you you have a disability. We'll do this for you. We'll do that for you. We'll do that for you. So now we're we're at a point where, you know, like Michelle had made the point that we, we have to speak up for ourselves right. and we have to do for ourselves because nobody knows it better than we do. Right. And nobody the, knows the, the problems that we face and the things that we need better than we do. The, the Member Civics League is a perfect outlet to do so. Yeah. Um, next month, we, we will have um, Victor Cleese come in and speak. And, and who's Victor Cleese for uh, the people? <laughs> Victor Cleese is uh, the MOPD's uh, council person. And what is the MOPD? <laughs> you know, you got, you know, you got to think. You know, we know these things. Right. You know, we're we speaking for everybody. Right. He's, He's the, the commissioner, commissioner of the Mayor's Office for People with Disabilities. disabilities. Um, and I think that's a wonderful thing because he is um, basically a part of the community, right. and he is working on the inside. Working on the right. inside. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's a good and positive thing. Uh, again, we need our members to come and join and ask ask the questions right. um, because there are questions. I know I have questions. I'm sure you ladies have questions. And one of the things I think people with disabilities uh, need to know is that, you know, just because your, your disability is not my disability. Absolutely. Right. So even though Victor Calise has a disability... He's not aware of all the needs of people Absolutely. with disabilities. Right. So it is important that we come out and we, you know, present, right. you know, what it is that we need to present to him from all our different perspectives. Right. Of course. You know, so that's that's important. I think we kind of figure, you know, oh, you got an inside guy, you know, right. he's got right. a disability. So, but uh, I mean, really, I'm, and not selfishly, but my focus is my needs. Right. You know, I'll consider your needs too, but I I don't really know what you need. Right. And I don't know what you need. Right. You know, so that's that's important that we all get in in, in selfishness is the healthy trait I always find. It's okay to be selfish Mm -hmm. sometimes and focus on what your needs are. Mm -hmm. You know, because like you said, my needs aren't your needs. Right. You fighting for my needs, your needs get left behind. So right. Mm-hmm. We all have to speak up for our own needs in order to hopefully get all of our needs addressed. That's right. Right. And and see that that's also a way of 
not, you know, it's like, you got to make that noise. Yeah. You got to make that noise. It doesn't have to be a rude noise. Right. But it has to be heard. You, you know don't want to woo-hoo? We really have to get out there and we have to make that noise. And, it, and, and if we could get together and make that noise, you know, back to the point Absolutely. of you were saying, right. yeah, you know, exactly. Right. Um, you were saying, you know, everybody doesn't have that ability to speak out, right. but your presence, you know, it, it, if, if you are a speaker and I can tell you, okay, well, this is what I need, you know, maybe you can speak on my behalf, right. you know what I mean? But the presence is definitely necessary, Absolutely. you know, that whole better together then we're stronger together. Absolutely. You know, we're yeah. stronger together. All right, guys. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you uh, helping us get the word out about the MCL. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. That was Joe Flakari, Sharifa Abu Hamda, and Michelle Jones of the Member Civics League. Check the ICS website for the date and time of the next MCL meeting or watch it live streaming on facebook.com slash ICSNY. You have been listening to Independence Radio, a broadcast of Independence Care System, a community-based nonprofit agency serving the Bronx, Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Queens, and dedicated to supporting older adults and adults with physical disabilities and chronic conditions to live in the, at home and participate fully in community life. To learn more, visit www.icsny.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Stephanie Wallace founder of The Laid Network. You can learn more about what we do at thelaidnetwork.com. Thank you. Bye-bye.